I'm Aria Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan and welcome to the Windsider Show where it's all about the W. The Atlanta Dream have announced their latest moves, the hiring of GM Dan Padover and assistant GM Darius Taylor. It's time that we discuss. our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com and remember download the episode makes our stats look better it's not a hassle for you and it helps us continue doing this important work want to sponsor an episode of the windsider show email us info at windsider.com all right rachel so the Atlanta Dream are finally uh, secured. So I guess have made all the moves they can make until January when they can start talking to free agents um, and their GM, assistant GM and head coach, uh, all new people in this organization, except Darius Taylor, um, who we'll get into. But a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack. Unpack. Um, I can't talk. WNBA season's been over for, for however long. But I'm, I'm curious, like, what's your initial reaction uh, I'll let you go first, and I'll kind of just jive off you. I mean, it's just been so – it's just been a lot in Atlanta, you know? <laughs> um, I think that this is a phenomenal move. These these are phenomenal moves with Wright, um, with Dan, with Darius, the, the position that they're in. I think that it's the best possible time. It's it's almost like – it was like Dan Potter made a comment about this in his presser. He said, you know, I'm looking at this as almost an expansion type of opportunity. And that really resonated with me because I feel like at this point, it almost feels like just, just, just blow it up and completely start over, (laughs) you know? And I think that that's the only way that this franchise can become what they have the hopes and aspirations and this ownership, you know, want it to become. And I think it's great. I think it's, um, to, to attract someone like Dan, who has been the executive of the year for, it feels like forever I mean, he's done such a phenomenal job you know um and and just it's interesting because it kind of makes you look like my initial reaction was like whoa whoa like why you know but then I started thinking about it and I started going back and forth with you and I said well you have to kind of wonder like you know has maybe Dan has gotten to a point where it's like I feel like I've accomplished everything I can accomplish here in Las Vegas and it's time for kind of that new chapter and again I'm not that that that's just my gut instinct of like what 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 is the draw to leave Las Vegas? Who, in my opinion, is we all know that it's it's the it's it's one of the top franchises in the league. It, it appears to be in terms of talent, what that has been been built up to be, the backing in Las Vegas. I mean, it's exciting as as any other franchise in in the WNBA. So to leave that and go over to Atlanta, you know, there has to be an element of you're drawn to this this complete rebuild. Um, and, and starting over from scratch. And I think that's very telling and um, f- for both Wright and Dan to go over to Atlanta. For Atlanta, that's huge. I think that they are being aggressive. I think that these moves prove that, hey, you know, this ownership is dedicated to doing this the right way. And there's a lot that we kind of get to observe and talk about, you know, as we move forward. But my question is, I'm kind of looking at Las Vegas going like, oh, man, like, what does this mean for the Aces moving forward? 
Yeah, it's a really interesting one. And it's funny because so often I feel like in the W, um, how do I say this in a respectful, kind way? Well, I, I, you know, I don't know how to do that. Um, so often in the W, I feel like they just kind of throw coaching positions to assistant coaches who just won the championship, even if it's not necessarily deserving. Um, and right, we can debate about deserving, right? That's all an opinionated uh, statement. But I think like it's refreshing to see it not come. It, it's refreshing for, to see these hires come from teams that have been successful year after year for a prolonged period of time, right? Mm -hmm. um, what Dan did coming to Vegas when they had like a 20 and 60 somewhere, give or take 10 wins, 10 losses. Uh, they, they had 20 wins, 60 losses um, in their, you know, the last couple seasons leading into moving to Vegas. And then it's like completely flipped where they have 60 some wins and 20 some losses over uh, the years since they've gotten back and, or gone to Vegas. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to tip your cap to the GM and to Bill Lambeer, you know, and, and to the ownership and to the players, obviously, because they're the ones doing the work. But so it, it's interesting and refreshing for me to see that, you know, raise, if you want to call it that, or, or these jobs given to people who have put in the work um, and we've seen success from it. It's another interesting aspect is it's really easy to kind of look at players and coaches and say like, okay, why they would leave or why would they want a you know a fresh start or to go to a different team with a player it's either they have some frustrations towards the the ownership the team whatever you want to call it or they want to go to a contender and they don't feel that current team is a contender is going to be in the near future or they want to go closer to home with coaches similarly you know sometimes they want a new challenge so i guess that's kind of what it is for a gm for a gm it, it's a little bit more interesting right because what Dan did, I think we can agree on this, Rachel, for like the first time in 30 years, <laughs> is that what Dan did with this roster in Vegas was create the most talented roster in the league. I, I think that's a fair statement, right? Of course, 100%. 100%. And so if I'm the GM who's sitting there, and this isn't like, look, I've had my questions about Bill Lambeer's coaching style. I've voiced it openly. I've questioned whether or not he, even with the most talented roster in the W, if his coaching style would be able to win a championship. Now, I think the beauty of a GM coach uh, relationship is both of them have plausible deniability to an element and both of them have plausible blame to an element. So could I look at, you know, Bill and Dan and go, I blame Bill for this team not winning a championship or I blame Dan? I think it's a little bit harder. Now, can I say, you know, my personal opinion, the Asia Wilson, Liz Cambage combo was not primed. Yes, it's superstar status in every sense of the word, but it wasn't primed to win a championship. And that's the issue that I had of them finding a way to win a championship. Yes. Do, you know, does blame go to whoever you want? So, so I, I say that to essentially say like, Dan has done an amazing job. Are there still questions, right? He's not perfect, right? And, but are there still questions of, the makeup of that Vegas roster. It was the most talented by far. Well, but I think like, sorry, I'm no, just going on a rant. Yeah, I, don't even know where I'm going. I look at the track record, you know, Dan has a proven track record of being able to build something literally from, from like nothing, you know, now granted when, when they move mm -hmm. different scenario, completely understand that multiple first round picks. But look, first, first yeah. Round. Look, look at his track record, his body of work is exactly what the dream need right now. I'm mostly shocked that they were able to attract him. 
<laughs> you know, and, and I think that why and how we could speculate all day. I've already, I've already done a little bit. Um, but being able to attract, you know, the, the executive of the year, two years, three years, however many years in a row, two years in a, two row, years in a row, get him to come down to Atlanta. I mean, I just think it's a home run. Um, I think that he's already proven that he knows how to build um, from a GM standpoint. And, and that's exactly what Atlanta needs. Instead of kind of piecing together, um, you know, just different positions and, and all this turnover and all this inconsistency, you have a level of consistency here when it comes to the relationship between Tanisha Wright and Dan. Um, the ownership is obviously being very transparent and clear about what they're after and what they're trying to build. And now, as I talked about, it's, it's, it's a matter of getting the right pieces around us to make sure we're all on the same page as we head into free agency. Um, I just think, I think that I am most impressed with the dream ownership that they were able to get this done. And I think that that is a really aggressive move. Um, and it speaks volumes to really the level of commitment that's, that's there right now. Um, because I, I, I was, I, I mean, I, I, it's like, we kind of saw it coming. We were kind of waiting for it, but, but to see it actually come out, it's like, wow, wow. He's really going to leave Las Vegas and he's going to go to Atlanta, which has been a dumpster fire. I'm sorry, not, not to offend anyone. I'm just saying what we've all been saying and going to come do, do his best to be a part of this, this complete rebrand and build up of what it could be. Um, I love it. I love it for Atlanta. I love it for the ownership again. And it's an aggressive move and it's really impressive that they pulled it off. It wouldn't be a Windsider podcast episode if I didn't play devil's advocate <laughs> to something that was said. And I'm just going to say this, like I saw that, the, right? Like the Atlanta dream have, I'm blanking on her name, so I apologize, but the Atlanta dream have a new president uh, coming into the team. I believe she's not going to start for a little bit longer. And there was quotes from her on this. And so like, all I'll say is like, I'm not even going to like super question this or think it's super important. I just think it's confusing that, you know, you're hiring these positions before the president CEO has actually started the or CEO, maybe it wasn't the right term, but like <laughs> before the person actually starts the position and yet she was involved in the hiring process. There's something fishy going on there. It doesn't really matter. It's not here nor there. I just want to put it out there because it was on the top of my head. But to your point, and, and his track record's amazing, right? And shout out to Darius Taylor, you know, keeping somebody on the staff. Um, I don't know, you know, what, and, and maybe we'll have to get him and Dan on the podcast just to talk about this. Like, I don't know if his, you know, if he decided after this season, hey, I think I want to be more on the GM side of things versus the coaching side. I don't know, but I like keeping him around because we know how much the roster and the players appreciated and liked him. So I just think that's a smart move. But also I have to think, you know, when you've built, it's almost, I, let me, let me say this for the people listening, because this is the closest all of us will ever get to doing what Dan has done. It's like when you play a uh, PlayStation or 2k, whatever, and you create this amazing roster and you simulate all the games. Well, you can't make the players win the championship. All you can do is what your job is, which is to put together the best roster possible to win a championship. Um, and and he's put together some of the best rosters we've seen over the past two, three years. Now, let's look at this team to, to his point of essentially being, you know, an expansion team. Who do they still have uh, signed to this team going into next season? And you'll... I know everyone's talked about this, but you might be shocked to note that you have Cheyenne Parker, who is the only guaranteed player. I, I don't know the timetable of her pregnancy and when all that's going to happen and her timetable of return. 
up to her, power to her, and can't wait to see how adorable that kid looks. Then you have Tiana Hawkins, who has one more year unguaranteed on contract with this team. You have Ari McDonald, who's still on that rookie scale, so a few more years. And then Kennedy Carter, who's on that rookie scale uh, for this year, and then an option for 2023. And you cannot forget uh, Kazorla, who, whether or not she'll be coming overseas is a different question, but there's so much opportunity for this team. They have so much cap space, this team does. And I think, you know, we've talked about this before when we did our reaction to the Tanisha Wright hiring. It's going to be so imperative, so important who this GM is because they are going to decide the direction of this team. You can have the best coach in the world, right? If you have, you know, a roster full of third round picks, you're probably not winning a championship, right? You're probably not competing or making the playoffs. Um, So I think it's so important to have that GM who can then kind of guide the ship in the proper direction. So I'm excited for where it goes. I'm excited uh, to hopefully get Dan on the episode uh, or on the podcast for an episode and talk to him about kind of more in depth what his vision is, what type of basketball this team is going to play and things like that and, and how the relationship with him and Wright kind of, you know, aided, I can only assume to this happening, but I guess I'm, I'm just going to put uh why not? Right. We do ridiculous things in the <laughs> podcast, Rachel, Atlanta dream. Are they making the playoffs next year? Uh, honestly, I, I have to imagine that the clean slate and the opportunity that you've talked about, the cap space, the wiggle room, it's not even wiggle room. I mean, this thing is blown open. You know, there's going to be complete free reign to this. This roster is going to be completely different. My mind and my, my Twitter fingers aren't even ready for free agency of what's going to happen. <laughs> um, and I have to imagine that's, that's probably my, the number one draw for Dan. <clears throat> but are they making the playoffs? Um, yeah. yeah, I think they're going to probably be, um, they might get that seventh or eighth spot. That's my pred- early, early prediction, early ridiculous prediction. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you on this only off the simple fact that, you know, as the WNBA season is really quick and we've already seen talk about how quick and how hard this upcoming season is going to be because they're going to have to fit in so many things. You know, the now we're moving on to 36 game season. Do they expand the playoffs? Commissioner's Cup um, and something else was in there that I'm oh all star game. <laughs> all these things make it so that the season and, and then players have to get overseas and players are coming from overseas. All that means it's going to be a very condensed season. And when I hear condensed season, I think hot streak. I think that, you know, very similar to when um, Nikki took over as head coach of the dream and brand new came onto the scene. The team ran through there, the number two seeded team going into the playoffs. We know the history of that. They didn't end up making the finals, uh, losing in Washington, uh, who then ends up going to lose to Seattle. But I think the interesting aspect of it is when you have a completely new team, you don't have a lot of film on that team. When you have a completely new team, you don't have an easy designated scheme that you used last year that you just need to tweak slightly for this year, right? And I think that inexperience, that lack of knowledge for the rest of the team, or sorry, the rest of the league is going to be a positive for this team. So I'm going to agree with you. I'm I'm not, I don't think seventh seed is enough. Uh, I'm going eighth seed, but I would not be shocked to see them at six. Yes, I know that means they have to knock anyone else, someone else off. Um, any final thoughts on this before we, uh, sign off? No, no, I'm good. (laughs) All right. Well, 
You heard it here first. Get ready for uh, Rachel's fingers to be in casts because <laughs> they're typing too much on Twitter. And I hope you enjoy the off season. Everyone's enjoyed, you know, a week to reflect on the WNBA playoffs and all that happened. And now everyone can get ready to watch some overseas basketball, ridiculous hours on YouTube, and predict where all the free agents are going. And you know it, Winsider, we got you covered. Got the overseas tracker coming up soon and a free agency tracker as well. So stay with us, and as always, have a good one. We'll be back.